Well, happy Sunday to you. We're in a message called home. And this message is about this facility. And the facility is a place that just facilitates our mission and vision. And our mission is to inspire people to follow Jesus by engaging in the life and mission of our church. And our vision is to create spaces for that to happen. And our facility is that space. And we want this to be a home for those who can belong before they believe. Uh, We want to introduce them to the one who's changed our life, and that's Jesus. And so by doing that, there's going to be some things that we need to do really well. Um, We launched our church um, for Stafford, Fredericksburg, and Spotsy. We wanted to help insiders and outsiders take a next step in committing in their relationship with Jesus. And so one of the things you'll hear us say quite a bit is that you can belong before you believe. Early on in the church, in the history, there was this idea that you have to behave a certain way in order to belong. We know, and we want you to know, and we want to remind you that you can belong before you believe. Now, that doesn't mean that we shade things. That doesn't mean that we are afraid to take, you know, take, you know, we, we, don't, we don't address issues. No, we do those. We do those things. But we want this to be a place where people belong before they believe. They don't have to behave a certain way in order to belong. We all know that behaving is hard and it's difficult. Like, think about curfew, uh, having a curfew and dating. And my mom and dad gave me a curfew. I had to be home when I was a senior in high school at 11 p.m. I remember one time I, was, I got home at 11.05, and I'm thinking, oh, man, it's not that bad. It was that bad. I got grounded for two weeks and they grew up breaking up with me. How about eating healthy? Eating healthy is hard and difficult for some. How about exercising? You ever see the, <laughs> the shirts? You know, they don't like to run. Budgeting is difficult. Having a filter for some of us is very difficult. See, this was never meant to work in church that you had to behave in order to belong. Now listen, here at our church, this is a home where you can belong before you believe. God put this in us, right? God put this in us to be loved, to be accepted, to be welcomed, to belong without any expectations. God put that in you and he put that in me. And perhaps you've had a bad experience with Christians in the past. I want to apologize for that. We're going to do everything we can and not to identify with those people. Maybe you've wondered, is God okay with me? You, you try to behave a certain way, and it just doesn't last, right? And maybe you're wondering, okay, is God okay with me? We wonder, do I have to behave in order to be loved by God? And, and we, maybe we believe a good God only loves good people. And, and that, that's true, really. When every religion on this planet that tends to be true that a good God only loves good people except for the Christian faith. Because in the, here's, the, here's the truth, and maybe you don't want to admit this, but I, I can admit this. I'm not that great. I'm not that good. I'm not that awesome. Now, I know that might break your heart, but you're not either. You're not that great. You're not that good. You're not that awesome. Right? There's some things that we don't get right all the time you don't believe me, you can ask my wife. I apologize more to her than she apologizes to me. There's some things that we don't get right all the time at home, at work, at church, 
on the field, on the, on the court. And guys, this was an issue when Jesus walked the earth. It's just not an issue now. It's an issue when Jesus was walking the earth as it is now, that only a good God loves good people. And so there's this story that Jesus says, and let me give you some context. So in, in Luke 15, Luke is in the New Testament. So you have Matthew, Mark, Luke. And Luke is this doctor, and he's really a historian, this journalist, and he's writing through what happened. So he's interviewing eyewitnesses, and they're telling him the story. So a bunch of them are telling him what had happened. So he gives some context. He said, tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This is Luke 15, verses 1 and 2. This made the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So you have the audience. You have the Pharisees, which are the religious elite. You have the tax collectors. They were shunned. They were not allowed to go to the synagogue. They were not allowed to go to the temple. Why? Because of their choice. That they were willing to portray their own people. And they worked for Rome by collecting taxes on their own people. Which led to their oppression. Which led to their murder. And so Jesus is spending time with these misbehaviors, these tax collectors and sinners. They're, they weren't good people. And the common myth is that a good God only loves good people. And Jesus wants them to know, hey, this is not how it works. And Jesus starts telling them these stories. Well, there's this lost coin and there's this lost sheep. And the first two parables, the, the, the parables, the coin and the sheep, both had value to the woman and to the shepherd. And then as tension begins to mount, Jesus tells the story of the lost son. He says, to illustrate this point further, what's the point? The point is that a good God only loves good people, doesn't work. It's a myth. So Jesus told him the story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want to share of your estate now before you die. And so his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. Hmm. What would it look like today in our context to ask for an inheritance? What would, what would it look like to say to your dad, Dad, I know that you have all this money in store. I understand that when you die, I'm going to get that. But I'd rather have that now instead of you. I'd rather have what you can give me instead of you. I'd rather have your money. I'd rather have what you can produce than your presence. So he gets the money. And this is shock with people. Like there's no way he gave the money to his son. Yeah, he did. And his son went to this distant land and he wasted it. He gets to a point where he has nothing left and so he begins to work at a pig farm. And that was the lowest of low because pigs were unclean animals to Jews. Pig, you know, Jews didn't eat bacon. They didn't eat pork chops. And then all of a sudden, he's there doing something he, maybe he promised he'd never do. He'd say, I'd never do that. I'd never find myself there. Yet, he, that's where he found himself. When he finally came to his senses, Jesus is telling the story. He said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare and here." I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, 
I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me as a hired servant. Dad, listen, you don't even have to call me son. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to offer you other than me. Just hire me. Just hire me because my life working for you as a servant is better than working in this pig farm by myself, independent from you. In so many words, what he's saying is, Dad, I need you. And he kept his expectations low. He wasn't expecting to be restored. All he wanted to know was, Dad, I need your help. I was a kid and I was, I don't know, I might have been 14 or 15. It was before I had my license. I was driving the tractor on our farm. And for some reason, I was not paying attention. I was paying attention to my dog. Something was going on. My, my focus was on to the dog. Next thing I know, I boom, go. I take the tractor, hit the corner of the barn. Yeah, not a good move. Re- the engine starts revving up. I have no idea what to do. So back then, we didn't have cell phones. We had a phone in the home with like this crazy long extension cord and so I remember picking it up and I called my friend Steve I said Steve I need you to come over here Steve worked at another farm and he came he came over he's like Jeff I can't, I can't fix this I don't know what to do and so we were able to shut it off we started up again and the engine just like was ready to blow up I'm like oh my goodness my mom comes home and she says you know what happened? I explained to her what happened. She was like, your dad's not going to be happy. And I'm thinking, man, my dad's never going to let me drive again. He's not going to let me do anything again. I was petrified to come home or for my dad to come home and find the tractor ready to blow. And I remember going to my dad and saying, dad, listen, I don't deserve anything. I deserve to pay for this. I deserve I'm sorry. I remember my dad telling me, I know what you did was wrong, but I appreciate you coming to me and telling me. I don't ever want you to be afraid to approach me. I don't want you ever to be afraid to come to me if you have any problems. There is something built between this father and son where their son, even though he came to his senses, he knew he could go back home. He knew he could go back home. And the Pharisees at this time are thinking the same thing the tax collectors and sinners are thinking. There's no way this ends well for the son. And so he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. And in the, in the room right now, the tension when he was telling the story was there was no way the father would accept his son because when you misbehave, you have to pay. And no one in the room saw this one coming because of the myth that only a good God loves good people. See, a good father doesn't want to condemn your regret he wants to celebrate your repentance. That's what a good father does. He doesn't want to condemn your regret. No, he wants to celebrate your repentance. And your heavenly father doesn't want to, doesn't want to rehash what you did wrong. Yes, the fact you coming to him 
shows that you know that you're wrong. It shows that you know that you can't do it on your own, and it shows that you need him, and what he does is he celebrates our repentance. See, if you knew, I think for some of us, man, we're struggling. No way God would welcome me with open arms. There's no way. How many relationships I've torn apart because I didn't have self-control. How, how, how I failed my kids. How I have lied to get out of my way or get, um, to get my way or out of trouble. The thoughts I've been thinking, the things I've been planning, the hurt I've caused, the pain I've created for myself. There's no way God will welcome me with open arms. And you may be thinking that God is against you and waiting to get you. But listen, God is for you. He is for you and wanting to embrace you. See, the son in the story, he changed his mind about his dad. Instead of using his dad, he realized why he had that relationship with his dad. He realized that he needed to go back to his dad. It's called repentance. And there's an opportunity for you and I to see God is a good father who loves you. See, repentance is changing your mind about God and coming home to him. And that is what we're inviting everyone listening and watching to do. We want you to come home. We want you to come home to him. We want you to change your mind about God, that God isn't a good God who only loves good people. He loves you. In fact, he was willing to give everything to have a relationship with you. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he wants you. So hopefully you're able to change your mind about him and you're able to come home to him. Guys, there's nothing you and I could do to get God to love you more, to do more things for you. It just doesn't work that way. He loves you, period. And he's inviting you to come home to him because that is where we find our home. Listen, this facility, it just facilitates that mission. We want you to be introduced to God. We want you to know who God is. And we want you to get to a place where you're able to trust him more and more and more. No matter if you're yet a follower of Jesus or you've been a follower of Jesus for a long time, listen, we always can take a step. What is going to be your next step? For those who may not have a relationship, maybe this is your opportunity now. Okay, I'm going to believe that Jesus took my place. And when I believe that Jesus took my place, because I couldn't do it all myself because of my sin. And I believe in what Jesus has done. You start your relationship with God. For those who have been a follower of Jesus for a while, maybe you've, you've lost. You've lost sight of who God is. You've been so focused on what you're going to get out of him instead of just enjoying his presence. And so I'm asking you, are you willing to repent from that? Are you willing to change your mind about him and come home to him. Guys, I hope this has encouraged you. We want this place, this facility, to be that place where we not only are introduced to God, but we come home to him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this unique opportunity to understand that you have a plan and a purpose for all of us. And you're using this facility to be part of that in all of our lives. And so what I'm asking you to do is I'm asking you for those who have yet to follow you, Holy Spirit, that you would just show them 
that their sin is in the way. The moment they confess their sin to you, believe that Jesus died in their place. He came back from the dead to give them life. God, that they would believe that and they would have a relationship with you. For those of us who have been followers of Jesus for, for some time, I just ask that you would allow us to see you for who you are, not see you, pray to you, and appreciate you for what we get out of you. Father, forgive us for not deepening our relationship with you. Forgive us and help us lean into that relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen.